back. Back with another hat episode. Another hat episode, you know. Haircuts pending pretty soon. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. We don't care about all that. Here on episode 51 of the Block to Block podcast, the best podcast in the world for all things Web3. Here we bring out the technology, what's going on in the market, and the ways in which you can benefit. I am NFT and Jai. And I am Web3 Wayne. And over here, the talk is different. Always, always different. But some things, they stay the same. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this good old disclaimer. Yes, this podcast, this show is purely for informational purposes only. And by no means will we be responsible uh, because we're not giving our financial advice. And what we tell you is please, please, please consult our financial advisor to make sure you don't lose your cheese, cheddar, mozzarella, provolone. And with that, we're going to get it started. Episode 51, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Mr. Web3 Wayne, it looks like you have a bit of a delay when it comes to your audio and video. Try saying something real quick. A delay with my audio and my video? Oh, okay, okay. I think it fixed. It fixed. I'm about to say, my audio and video keep it pimping. If they, if they hear me the first time, it's for informational purposes only. This is not financial advice. Consult a financial advisor because you don't want to use your cheese, cheddar, mozzarella, provolone. Let's get this pie started, man. Let's get this show started. Episode 51. We almost, we almost, we almost had, had 52 episodes a year full. Whew, man, we got something cooking up for next week, man, for the one-year anniversary camp, man. Same time. Time went by really quickly. Like, it, it was like we just started a podcast, and... It's like, no, we've been doing this for like a year. Yeah. A lot of episodes later. A lot of episodes later. Tons you know, of episodes. That's how it is. Yeah. And it just through the power of discipline and consistency, right? You know, when you, cr- the key thing, if you want to be successful in any endeavor, is you got to make things very, very routine, right? Like, oftentimes we get really hyped by like, motivational talks and girls for like the rah-rah like yes we can do it 10x whatever and that's cool it's cool to be motivated but motivation without discipline is literally nothing because you need something to like sustain it and so like the best ways to do it is just to make it a routine that Mm -hmm. make a no exceptions this is what we're going to do type situation so for us every thursday we're going to do this podcast no matter what no matter how late in the day it is, no matter how tired we are, you know, and sure there's some challenges here and there. Like we may have made a few pre-recorded episodes and post them on a Thursday, but nonetheless, nonetheless, we'll do it every week. And so the power of making everything very routine, being disciplined and just keep it pimping, keep it pushing. Keep it pimping and keep it pushing. Unlike, some of these scams we didn't seen on Coinbase. I got to tell y'all about this. And you know, last week we spoke a lot about the new base blockchain that has been launched by Coinbase, which is a beautiful thing to see from a company like Coinbase that has been, uh, you know, one of the the forefront, uh, been in the forefront of the Web three landscape, Web three industry, uh, for their their marketplace, for their exchange, uh, their crypto exchange, and, and now for them to get begin into blockchain, it's a good thing to see. But what's not a good thing to see is that their blockchain base 
is facing a lot of issues with scam tokens. Yes, more than 500 scam tokens have been detected on Coinbase's base blockchain, resulting in scammers stealing around $2 million. About 300 of these tokens allow creators to mint an unlimited number of tokens, impacting their value. That's terrible if you don't know what that means. That means it's terrible. Another 60 blocked buyers from reselling them on exchanges. So they were stuck with those tokens. That's crazy. You know, a lot of these scam tokens, they generated a lot of money. Around $3.7 million in trading volume on base, based exchanges, right? So the tokens are designed to look like legitimate cryptocurrencies, but they are nothing short of worthless, right? And those scammers are using social media and other channels to lure investors into buying the tokens. So really propping up what they're doing on these social media platforms. And then really, you know, getting investors to come in, buy the tokens, and then the scammers sell them off and pocket the money. So Coinbase has said that it is working to remove the scam tokens from its platform. However, the scammers are constantly creating new tokens and making it difficult to keep up. So as investors, y'all got to make sure y'all are careful uh, when investing in cryptocurrencies. They should only invest in crypto tokens that are listed on reputable exchanges. Make sure you know who, who are building these cryptos, who's behind them. Uh, and make sure that, you know, these exchanges where you're buying them on, make sure that, you know, these exchanges are ones that you can trust. Yeah. And... Really, what's important to we were talking a little bit about this offline, but the it's sad to see in our space of Web3 and really anywhere else, whenever there's like a huge hype, a lot of enthusiasm, right? <laughs> especially when it comes to anything blockchain related, scammers are going to be coming right away, right? Because they see that people are interested, they see people want to, you know, patronize these different crypto services, these different blockchains. And then they're like, okay, let's see how we can finesse the situation and scam these people out of their money. And that, it just happens all of the time. And that's why, you know, last week, as we were speaking about the base blockchain, or maybe it was two weeks ago, I can't recall. But we were saying like, hey, you know, this is definitely great news in terms of Coinbase taking initiatives to provide like infrastructure and like the continued development of the space. But, you know, also take a step back, watch and observe and see what happens because scammers are prevalent. They, they are lurking, lurking and luring. And, you know, the, the crazy thing is at this point in time, you wouldn't expect more people to be getting scammed. You know, like yeah. you, you got this new base, you know, blockchain that's out. Why Why would you go, you know, just buying up any old thing, right? Especially with the, the, the recent news of, you know, the SBF, FTA, well, it's not that recent. But, I mean, look, he's been recently back in the news again. So if that wasn't the first time, you know, didn't, um, you know, catch your attention, I, I would I would think the second time would, right? So it's it's crazy to see at this point in time people are still falling for the scams. Um, I would love to see, you know, people who are legitimately in this space building get a lot more press than, you know, these uh, times where scammers come through and, you know, take advantage of people and then 
you know, really shine a, a bad light on all the good that's happening. There's probably millions and millions of more people that are building reputable exchanges, millions and millions of more people who are building reputable, you know, dApps or, you know, businesses, you know, using the base blockchain. But of course, you're going to hear about the scammers. And of course, you know, for, for those of you that are that are going out and, you know, investing in these tokens, sometimes it's okay to, you know, take your time and making an investment. You know, yeah. that's something, <clears throat> as we almost always say, this is for informational purposes. Go and gather your information first. You have to, but let, let's, let's be very real. There's two reasons why people are still falling for scams, right? And even before I get into that, like, we have to, unfortunately, people getting finesse is not going to really go away, right? We're still in the day and age when people still fall for, like, phishing emails and, like, these random text messages that you'll get that saying, hey, your UPS order is delayed. Click this link. People still fall for a lot of these things, right? And when it comes to- from UPS. Right. And- when it comes to cryptocurrency specifically, there's two main reasons why people fall for these scams. It can be categorized either to, to greed or ignorance, right? And this is what I mean. So a lot of times people invest in crypto because they see it's a new asset class and people are able to make buku money, buku bread from like investing in these digital currencies, right? Like that's why you have like not only like the Bitcoin, but people will want to get into like a Shiba Inu or like the bald meme coins that was going crazy on base. Like, because we have to remember that was like the first real news that you heard with the base blockchain. Like, oh, these bald, these bald, bald meme coins are like going through the roof and people are getting buku bread. They're getting a lot of money. So I want to get high returns without really doing much. And that's usually why a lot of these crypto projects will promise you like hey if you put in your you put your money in here you're gonna get hella returns and there's like little risk to you anytime you hear that that's usually cap like that's finesse you right so it's the greed right like that promise of like the quick money that really allures people and gets them finessed the truth of the matter is there's no such thing as get rich quick is really is really not like it's about if you want to build wealth According to financial advisors, you got to be in it for the long term. So that's the one thing. And two, ignorance. And not saying that from like a snobby standpoint, but there's a reason why we always say, you know, watch every episode of Block to Block and, you know, do your research and inform yourself of the space. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of people in here who may know a little bit more from like the tech aspect and they will use that to finesse you. Right, and will say things like, "Hey, um, give me your private key so I can do this transaction with you." And you're like, "Oh, a private key, public key? You don't know what. You may not know what those things are, but if you knew a little bit, you realize like, hey, you should never ever share your private key with anybody because that compromises your account. So it's things like that, right? Like not taking the time to like properly inform yourself of how the space works, how and the actions that you need to take." as a you know responsible consumer that gets people finesse so it's like greed and ignorance but the best way to combat that is to realize like hey if you truly want to be in this space take the time to learn it 
being in for the long haul and protect yourself for all times and watch block to block every week and make sure you like comment subscribe and share out for your loved ones yeah absolutely absolutely but i think i would love to hear some of these you know some some other red flags that you think people should look out for right you said the the greed uh is a big one you know people praying and on people and saying hey you can you don't have to do much you can you can just make money quickly what other things have you seen that you know will uh kind of be a uh you know, one of those those things that you'll hear and, and stop and think like, you know, is this a scam or like should I be investing in this? What, what are some of those red flags? Bet. So I already mentioned one, but like when they promise you these super high returns with like a little or no risk, that just doesn't happen in regular life in general. So that's yeah. a red flag. Two, the lack of transparency. If you don't have access to a white paper and you can read that white paper, and it makes sense, like from like a legitimate business plan perspective, if you don't have access to who the founders are, what's their experience in the space, have they done projects before, what's the long-term vision for this token, like why is this cryptocurrency actually valuable, why would this cryptocurrency, your mindset has to be, why would this cryptocurrency be more valuable than a Bitcoin? That's literally what your mindset has to be. And so in order to make that determination, you need access to all information between who's the team, what's their vision or their plan with the white paper, and so much more. If you don't have access to that, and they're just making all these really capodacious type claims of, yeah, you know, we're going to do this and that. It just sounds too good to be true. Your intuition is probably going to let you know, like, "Mm, this sounds pretty fishy. So those are like some of the red flags you got to look out for. That boy said, "This sounds capodacious. Capodacious. If it if it sounds super capofragilistic, espialidocious, mm-hmm. don't fall for it. Don't fall super for it. Cap. Super cap. Big cap. Yeah, I love it. I love it. it I mean, it, it makes a lot of it makes a lot of sense, right? Like again, when it when it comes to Web three, an important piece of it is that it is a technology. It enables something." So if there is nothing that this technology is enabling, then nine times out of ten, you know, it's a it's a scam or it's going nowhere. Maybe they, they didn't, you know, intend for it to be a scam, but it was going nowhere fast. And and that's, you know, a place where you usually end up losing money is it's when it's going nowhere fast. So yeah. Um I, I love that there. I love that. Yeah. I guess the only question I have is regarding like what's the road that Coinbase or any other crypto exchange should be playing in really preventing scams or like, you know, shutting them down when they do arise? Well, you know, I think it's tricky for for Coinbase, right? Because, you know, they are in this instance not acting as an exchange, right? They, They really built this blockchain for people to build things on top of. Um, and allow for their users to to come in and uh, be a part of those things that are being built. So it's I think it's it's tough for for them, but I, I think that you know when we talk about these crypto exchanges, right, and we talk about Coinbase and what they can do to prevent this from happening, um, you know, I, I think that one there there needs to be 
you know, some way to kind of categorize and understand what that, that business is doing before they can just, you know, really interact with the public with their product, right? Very similar to, to Apple where there's some review process and, you know, they're, they're reviewing, hey, what does your business do? What are you offering? If you are, you know, these are the guidelines. This is what you have to meet. This is what you have to do. This is what we're looking for. Um, I think that really provides a better uh, safety net or, or, you know, guardrail against right. you know, any of these crypto exchanges just spinning up whatever, you know, whatever they want to. Um, you know, and I, I think another piece of it is educating users, right? We, we talk about Coinbase, which already has millions of users on their exchange, on their own exchange and in their ecosystem. I think it's important for them to know, hey, like, as you explore some of these, you know, other apps that, that we've built on top of our blockchain, right, or that's being built on top of our blockchain, they didn't build them, but um, they, they had those built on their blockchain. Um, hey, you know, you need to look out for X, Y, and Z, right? They, they need to recommend this block to block episode. We give, you know, we gave the, the red flags of what to look out for with the scam and how to identify legitimate, you know, exchanges and legitimate cryptocurrencies. Um, I think there are, you know, ways that you can make sure users uh, interact with your, your platform, with your blockchain, with your, you know, ecosystem from, from a place of knowledge. Um, and I think, of course, the, the last thing is just working with, with law enforcement and making sure that, you know, those crypto exchanges that are spun up on their blockchain are willing to work with law enforcement to identify, you know, who is, you know, the, the, the scammers or who are the scammers out there um, and, and, you know, who are the people that, you know, need to be investigated and how can we ultimately protect users, protect the little guys, protect, protect the investors. So um, th those are, you know, a few ways I think that, you know, Coinbase can approach a situation like this and make sure that they prevent any like anything like this from happening in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's a good one. That's a good one, man. So once again, the message always stays the same. Protect yourself at all costs and make sure you go to reputable outlets such as this one to get the zip knowledge. Yes. Yes. But yeah, man, I've been I've been waiting to hear uh, about you know what's what's going on in some of these other ecosystems. It's been a few episodes since we got into like you know, for the builders out there in Web3, you know, where can they go to 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 play, to pay, to get paid, to, to do all the things and, and continue to build? Man, you better make that trip out east to Dubai because Dubai is out here attracting all of the AI and Web3 companies. Okay. So we're going to get into this within this quick take. So Dubai is out here offering 90, 90% subsidized commercial licenses to AI and Web3 companies to attract more investment and talent to the Emirate. So these licenses are subsidized at a 90% discount and they're valid up for three years and cover a range of activities such as research, development, testing, and marketing and sales. And the overall point of, the, of this initiative by Dubai is to really brand themselves as a global hub for AI and Web3 companies. And so we have 
the CEO of the Dubai International Financial Center or DIFC Innovation, he said, like, this is part of Dubai's strategy to become a global hub for AI and Web3. And it makes it more affordable for businesses to set up and operate in Dubai and will attract the best talent in the world. So once again, this is a, an example of when we see governmental initiatives come into play in order to really bolster a prominent ecosystem for Web3. And that's our quick take. Really quick, you know, like we've talked about it in a couple of episodes. And in fact, at the when we was doing our top three ecosystems to watch out for, I had the UAE as my number two because we've been seeing even back then, they've been taking a lot of steps in order to really attract just like the capital, to attract the talent, and to really put these founders in position to set up shop in Dubai. And let's be real, who wouldn't want to set up shop in Dubai? I do. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm pretty sure I had them at number one. So you know how I feel. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. And so and this goes back to our seven factors. We talked about governmental initiatives. We talked about what does the entrepreneurial ecosystem look like. And this is it right here, right? Like Dubai is making their stake in the road in this race on who's going to have Web3 supremacy, who's going to be that number one hub. And so it's very interesting to see nonetheless. Now, the question I want to pose to everybody, and especially to you, Web3, Wayne, is it's one thing to attract people to your ecosystem, right? And they're doing that with like, the capital injection with the subsidies for licenses, making it easy for businesses to like set up and operate in their city. But it's another thing to make sure you have an environment to retain talent, right? Yeah. You know, just like when you be trying to holler at a shorty, right? Hey, baby, I'm going to show you the world. You know, you spin out your best game and all that. But, like, once you get together, it might be different. You might get, you might fall off. I'm not saying that's what they're going to do, but I'm really interested to know, like, do you think Dubai is going to, like, really have that ecosystem to, like, retain the top talent? My dog, Entity Jai and Jai out here throwing shade at y'all, man. Y'all falling off? Is that what's going on in these streets, man? Not Dubai. No, I'm talking about no, 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 not, <laughs> not, not, not Dubai at all. Not Dubai at all. Not Dubai at all. Because I, I also don't don't think they'll have a, a issue retaining talent. I think, you know, the the thing that I like about what UAE is doing is that they're not just focusing in on the UAE or even just their region, right? They've we talked about this in, in previous episodes. You know, they are, they are attracting people to uh, Dubai, to Abu Dhabi, to be a global hub. And, and when they say that, I feel like they truly mean that because, you know, they're taking initiatives where they're going into these other markets and, you know, creating things that are going to be foundational to those markets, you know, growing out. And I think that, you know, that's that's a, a really huge um you know, tactic to take, right, position to take, like, that's something that, you know, economically, the, the U.S. has kind of done in the past of, like, taking this position of, like, hey, we have these companies, but we're going to make sure that we're able to prop them up in other markets as well. 
Right. Um, so I, I think that, you know, what they're doing now is good. I think it's going to attract talent. I think that the mindset of, you know, the approach that they're taking is what's going to help retain. So I, I think that they can. I think that, uh, you know, like anything else, there's going to be some some hurdles uh, that they'll have to get over. Uh, but I think at this point in time, I love the approach that they're taking. And I love the fact that, you know, they're, they've committed to it. They put a lot of money towards it. And they're, they're continuing uh, to kind of steadfastly, you know, move forward with saying, hey, we want the leaders of, of this next uh, iteration, this next evolution of the Internet and, and how we interact with technology to be here in, in the UAE. So I love it. Most definitely. I concur with that. And it's, it's very exciting, especially like for those who are like based domestically here in the United States. It's very important to have that global perspective. Right. Because the big thing when you travel and I can speak from personal experience, like I've traveled globally, but even like within the past year with like all the events we've been doing and we've been traveling from city to city, when you go to a different market, when you go to a different locality, you see like the stark differences between like back home for you and like how people do things over there. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you learn about these differences, it also provides like an opportunity for you to identify gaps. Like, okay, let's say for example, um, yeah, let's say for example, (laughs) Hey, you text me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry for the ding. But, you know, let's say, for example, um, this one city, like cities in country A are known for like being very clean, very like green and eco-friendly, very sustainable. But city in country B, that's not the case. You can come in and say, hey, we have you don't even have to reinvent the wheel. You can just like take what you already know and what you're used to in country A and just apply that to country B and capture market share, you know, really do and create an opportunity for yourself to be a winner. And so that's the importance of going to ecosystems like Dubai or the UAE. Like once again, there are going to be things over there that we may not experience over here in the U.S. And there's opportunities for you to come take that and come back to the U.S. and execute and vice versa. So I think it's like a great move for Really, if you have an AI-based company or a Web3-based company, you better go ahead and apply and see if you can get your mm-hmm. buy. Yeah, look, I, I love that. I love that. I love the, the, the part where you said, like, being able to, you know, create your foundation and then reapply it, right? Like, I think that's an important model when it comes to businesses. Like, I can create this thing. I can create this formula. Um, in a space that's welcoming for me, you know, and, and open for me to create this formula, create it, and then use that as the baseline for, you know, going into this market or that market or, you know, going into this new industry, you know, doing this other thing, um, wherever there are synergies, being able to, to reapply that. So I think it, it makes a lot of, a lot of sense of, of what you said, of, you know, Dubai, you know, the UAE in general, they're creating a space where entrepreneurs can come, build, create something, and then say, all right, now that we have this framework, 
we can now, you know, bring this to the world and bring this to other markets and compete there as well. Um, so I, I love the, you know, the, the vision of, of, you know, the, the UAE and, and what they're doing over there. Uh, we're waiting for the U.S. to, to get it together. Um, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think I had the U.S. at, at second um, just because of out of reverse order. You had it as second and UAE is number one. I had UAE as number two, U.S. and this number one. Okay, okay. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's because, you know, the U.S., they, they figure it out. You know, this is the land of the entrepreneur out here. So, yeah. you know, eventually they're going to figure it out. Um, you know, been hearing, you know, better news as of late. Um, but, yeah, right now the, the UAE has is, is been, you know, doing some, some good things that, that we love to hear. Absolutely. So... For all of those who are at the Dubai International Financial Center, you know, you know how to reach us. <laughs> we'll be more than happy to entertain conversations around the opportunities that are presented in the great city of Dubai. Yes. 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 Shout out. Shout out. Yeah, shout out. But with that, I think we can wrap up today's episode. I'm really excited for next week's episode to celebrate our one-year anniversary. So make sure you guys all tune in. Once again, I am NFT and Jai. And I am Web3Wayne. Peace.